Age of the Geek, baby. We run the world. Make it so. I got a bad feeling about this. Good evening, Dave. Everything's running smoothly, and you? I see you shiver with anticipation. Hey, everybody. How are you all doing? It is Dave the Nerd here with another episode of Dave's Nerd Compendium. And this is going to be an early news episode. First one for season two. Um, one of the biggest stories that has crossed my desk uh, in the past day is if you were alive 35 years ago or more like 40 years ago a movie was out that starred River Phoenix um, Corey Helms uh, Will Wheaton uh, Kiefer Sutherland I want to say John Cusack even uh, it's called Stand By Me and it's actually a um, movie based on a Stephen King short story called The Body. And the movie was so iconic and so uh, pivotal at that time in the 80s that it is for the 35th anniversary which is this month, being re-released in theaters. So if you haven't seen it, I strongly suggest you do. I mean, it has some chilling moments in it. It's not really a horror thriller, but it's more of a suspenseful thriller. And just the interaction between the actors and seeing them at such a young age. I mean, this was Will Wheaton's uh, debut acting role, if I'm not mistaken. Could be wrong, correct me if I am, but it's amazing. Uh, there's so much that has been going on. Um, as you know, this will be the last year for The Walking Dead. It's going to be a slightly longer uh, season, so we have that to look forward to. Uh, the character of Cisco is leaving the Flash television series. So, that is something to really kind of wrap your head around because Cisco, at, at the beginning of Flash, was a very utilized character. Then, once he began to quote unquote vibe and get the premonitions and whatnot, he became like below a supporting actor. He he was there pretty much for comic relief. That was it. And the guy's a pretty darn good actor. Next I saw is the villain for the new uh, Suicide Squad movie it has been released. It's Doctor Who alum Peter Capaldi uh, as the thinker. I'm sorry, I've read Suicide Squad forever, and I have never, ever heard of the character known as the Thinker. Mastermind? Yes. Egghead? Yes. 
the thinker? No. And this little tidbit of information, something that crossed my desk on Friday. Uh, Dave Filoni, who is a writer, producer, and director, um, he's been given creative control over Lucas Films. Disney has given creative control to Dave Filoni. He's one of the writers and producers of The Mandalorian, um, The Clone Wars, Resistance, Rebels. Um, he's or he's already the executive producer on seven episodes of The Book of Boba Fett, uh, Rangers of the New Republic, even the Ahsoka miniseries he's an executive producer of. I mean, this is a big hit for Lucasfilms. I mean, with the... As much as I like to agree with people by saying that the um, post-sequel trilogy, um, the Ray era, if you will, they weren't the best storylines. They weren't the best directing. If they would have went with the more EU canonical or versions of the New Jedi Order, it would have been better. But I digress. They were still Star Wars films. They were still entertaining. Um, so you still had that going. But with the massive success that The Mandalorian has had since its inception, it, I am by far ecstatic to hear that Dave Filoni will be taking over the reins of just anything dealing with Star Wars. That gives us hope that there is some good Star Wars content coming. Also, for those who are worried about the sequel or the upcoming reboot of Highlander, that supposedly Tom Cruise is going to be playing Ramirez. I have a little bit of news that will make uh, it palatable for you. It was said on Saturday, I saw, that Superman himself, the Watcher himself, uh, Henry Cavall, will be, or is in talks, to portray the Highlander in the new film adaptation. Now, he did a good job in The Watcher, so we know he has the ability to sword play. I've never seen him with a 
Scottish brogue accent. And although you don't really notice uh, Christopher Lambert with one, he has his own, like, brogue or accent himself. Although it's more of a Parisian accent because of his nature. And when um, Adrian Paul played Duncan McLeod, he had times where you could tell a Scottish brogue in his voice, but sometimes it went more Irish brogue than Scottish brogue. But, I mean, I can kind of see it. Kind of. Um, as long as they keep, uh, what's his face away from it. Keep Tom Cruise as far away from the series as possible. It might have a shot. Who knows? Um, there's a couple other things that I have seen, uh, when he goes into Star Trek, we know that uh, Chris Pine is coming back for the un yet untitled Star Trek Four. So uh, they kind of wanted to have it or try to get Chris Holmesworth back as well to play George Kirk uh, to get that parental dynamic out of the way. I also saw something very recently, uh, a petition going around to bring back Enterprise to kind of clear up the faux pas that was the final episode of Enterprise that was actually more of a next generation episode, but that would be interesting, them pulling back the cast for uh, Enterprise and kick it out four more or three more seasons at least. Um, Scott Bakula is pretty much free and clear because as I'm recording this on a Sunday, it's the last episode of the entire series of NCIS New Orleans, which he's been spearheaded for, I want to say, the past seven years. Um, and pretty much everyone else that was on it, they're not doing anything, really. Um, I will say, um, Blaylock, who played T'Pol, has pretty much retired from acting, from what I could see. But I'm pretty sure that if they present it in a way that is respectful and they bring her back in the fold of everything, I am 100% sure that, or I shouldn't say 100% sure, I'm about 80% sure that she would sign on without a second uh, thought because she had so much fun in that role. Uh, John Billingsley, who played uh, flocks had such a fun time in that role from interviews I've seen. 
So, me personally, I would be ecstatic to see them. So, it might be something interesting to put two and two together. And the way the article was reading is, uh, Joelman got done watching all four seasons and was feeling forlorn for the show. So he went and did what most people do, create a petition, and was having people sign a petition to bring back uh, <laughs> the entire thing, which is blowing my mind away, but, I mean, has potential of being useful. So, that is something to think of. And one last bit of news. And again, it is Star Wars related. Lucasfilm's Star Wars Rangers of the New Republic series is currently not in active development. Although it reads on IMDb that it's in pre-production. Variety says that the spinoff is currently not in active development, but they don't explain why. It's mainly because of uh, Gina Carano's character of Cara Dune, who was supposed to like spearhead this entire uh, series. It was supposed to be her spinoff. Um, with her being let go, it's kind of eh on if it'll continue on. But, I mean, they got a series called Andor coming out. Oh, God. Oh, no. Sorry, that's Endor that has the Ewoks. That's like, no, not Ewoks. Please, not Ewoks. Uh, Ahsoka, Obi-Wan Kenobi, The Book of Boba Fett. And uh, the Acolytes. And they're still kind of hinting towards some Old Republic content as well. So, that's that. And I'm going to start a new section of the show. And it is going to be the Nerds recommendation for the show. So this week I fell down a rabbit hole on YouTube. Uh, I was watching one video that led to another video that led to another video. And about six, seven videos down, I came across a song that was originally released by Hailstorm on the album The Strange Case. It's called Break In. Now, this is a rock ballad. Like most uh, ballads, it's on the softer side. It's mostly piano, a little bit of uh, guitar, a little bit of drums. But mostly you have keys and you have Lizzie Hale's voice. Phenomenal voice. Don't get me wrong. Phenomenal voice. Um, but in my YouTube rabbit hole, I fell 
and found a version that said official video hailstorm break-in featuring Amy Lee. Now, Amy Lee is the lead singer of Evanescence, another phenomenal female voice. And before I started watching it, I just thought about that. Amy Lee and Lizzie Hale, their voices are profound, iconic. I mean, these two are masters of female rock of the 2000s. I would put them on par with, like, Joan Jett, uh, Lita Ford, um, Stevie Nicks. I mean, iconic female voices. And when I started listening to it, the blend, the, it, it was transcending when I was listening to it. So this week's recommendation is for you to go out and find... Break In by Hailstorm featuring Amy Lee. It's easily found on uh, YouTube. There's tons of videos. It's easily found on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Music, Amazon Music, uh, YouTube Music. Um, it, it was released last year. And... My God, listening to it, if you catch the official video, there is just like a piano backing track. That is it. Maybe a little bit of drums, but mostly just a piano backing track. And you have Lizzie Hale, and you have Amy Lee from Evanescence. When I listened to it, it, I swear it was like the heavens opened up and it was a choir of angels. So that's it. Go out, listen to it, post on the social medias what you thought of it. Make sure you put a shout out to Hailstorm and Amy Lee and said, this song is great. It, or this song was a recommendation from uh, Dave the Nerd and... I had to listen to it and had to congratulate you guys on it. So that's it. That's this episode. If you want more, uh, head on over to the site. Go through them. If you're looking for specific episodes or specific like episodes, shoot me an email. Dave.the.nerd.tnc at gmail.com. That's Dave.the.nerd. Dot dnc at gmail.com and I will put together a care package or a zip file of media that is the episodes that are based around a content area that you are looking for that you might not be able to find on Anchor FM which is my new podcast site so let me know and I'll see you in two weeks